get out your lists. <laughs> you um, advise us a lot to, to reflect, a lot about reflecting in our practice on the teachings. And I wondered if you could um, give some suggestions as to how to go about this. I mean, it's obviously very different from thinking. Um, and I find if I sort of sitting in meditation try and think things out, I, I usually end up falling asleep or getting totally lost. But um, it seems to be something that happens more when one's like doing something. But I wondered if you could say something about that. Well, reflecting is, is bringing into awareness the, the way it is, so that you, you're thinking, but it's to to bring into consciousness, like if you if you're reflecting on just vinyana, then you're then you can con- you're contemplating that. It's like the eye looking at the object, and the <coughs> you know that you know, you 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 notice the, you bring awareness to to your eyes and to to an object they see, and the, the dependence. Uh, on light. If there's no light, then you can't see. <clears throat> Even though your eyes are still good and there's still objects to look at, but there's no light. Or you reflect that if you know the eye isn't any good, your eyes are, then then you can't see because the the organ itself isn't functioning. Um, but your thinking as just a as just a habit is not reflective thought. It's just trying to you know, the wandering mind, thinking about this, the thinking about that, goes to despair and doubt. Reflective reflection is the way to insight. So that even though you're working always with the way things are, like the Dhamma is, is santidiko akaliko, ehi pasiko, with Paticca Samupada, you know, with say with just co- co- reflecting on desire on dunha you're not you're not uh, abstracting it like thinking desire as something um, as something out there, but noticing that uh, that feeling that that in you when there's desire when there isn't desire what desire what the nature of desire is. So the teachings of the Buddha are always being applied to the immediate time and place, to here and now. <clears throat> Just with uh, with uh, the five khandhas, the rupa, vedana, sanya, sankara, vinyana, five categories, aren't they, to to contemplate as not as abstractions or theories, but as uh, the body, and you, you, then you can reflect on the on the body, the four elements. Uh, you can reflect on the on vedana, the feeling, pleasure, pain, and neither pleasure nor pain. You can contemplate the sanya, the ability to perceive things as something or other. And then um, sankhan, sankara as the, the 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 volition of your mind that goes towards 
proliferating, attaching or rejecting or whatever toward the, toward the perception. And all this is in uh, consciousness. There's a, the eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body, the, and, the, and the mind itself. For example, with Vedana Dunha, just always with with pain, go to uh, just investigate pain. So that if I have pain and or discomfort, uh, then the then the Dunha would be the desire to get rid of it. And so that the Vedana Bhajaya Dunha, and that sense is quite obvious, the desire to get rid of the pain or get away from it. Dhanha Bhajaya Ubadana Ubadana What is the grasping? In Ubadana the clinging, the, the holding on to something. The Bhavadana Bhavadana Vipavadana and the grasping of that. The, the obsession, the the clutching and grasping tendencies of the mind, either through through um, wanting them or wanting to get rid of them. What is having a female body? What is it like? Not, not as a, but actually just try to contemplate what the uh, itindria, the, the, the the femininity is, as, as the body itself affects the mind, the female body. That's a reflection. You're bringing into, into your awareness that the body has this, this femininity. What is, it, what is it like? What does it feel like? And so you ask yourself these questions to just, just recognize what that is as an experience, as something that you can know that I can't. Uh, this is uh, not that it should feel anyway at all, you know. Not saying what it, how it should feel, or that you, you know, but just reflecting on on what is so close to you, so much a part of your life. Sometimes you've never really looked at it, or studied it, or really know what it is. It's uh, it's like the fish in the water. Then dukkha. The, the Four Noble Truths, the, the arising, the cessation, these are all reflective teachings. <coughs> like reflexive ability to, uh, uh, the reflexive mind, the mind that can look at itself. In other words, you can look at what is not yourself, because uh, like uh, this, you can't see your own eyes. <laughs> but you can see what is not your eyes. You can see Vedana, can't you? You can contemplate it, in other words. Because Vedana is... If you were Vedana, then you wouldn't be able to reflect on it. Like, I can see this, this clock because it's not me. If I become this clock, I can't see it anymore because I am the clock. 
<laughs> That's why when, when I become a personality, then I can't see the dumb anymore. When I'm reborn as a person, as, a, as this type of person, I, I can't see the dumb anymore because I've become some, somebody. But when I, when I take refuge in the Dhamma, then I can see the personality. I can see the desires and tendencies and characteristics that I might be feeling in the, in the present. But when I become a person, then I, I, don't, I no longer see the Dhamma. <clears throat> because I've become... Because a person, personality, can't see Dhamma, but the Dhamma can, the Buddha Dhamma can see the, the personality. That's what refuge is, uh, taking refuge. Noticing, yes. It's it's like like you're, the it's the most obvious, the you know like the fish in the water, contemplating what water is. What is air? What is breathing? Feeling? These are all very much, so much a part of our experience that they go unquestioned in most people's lives. I mean, it's easier to read about femininity and what women are than it is to contemplate that as you're actually, because you have that actual condition with you, isn't it? It's easier to, to, to read about how, uh, all about um, breathing and how the lungs work than to actually contemplate your own body breathing. Or you've got all the organs in your body, liver, spleen, kidneys, stomach. But then we, we tend to go to, to charts and books and, uh, and study anatomy from a chart because we, we don't, and, and, and not remember that we actually have a heart and lungs and kidney and all that right here. So in your reflecting, you're, you're remembering the way it is, what it is to, to what it cold is, what feeling hot is, what feeling cold is. You're, 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 you're noticing what neither hot nor cold is. You're noticing when, uh, what happiness is, what sadness is. And that, that it's all, that all these conditions are impermanent. Because the whole purpose of reflecting, of reflection in this insight practice is to, is to penetrate so thoroughly everything so that you know there's no longer any doubt about it, any, any more delusion. So Vipassana is a, is a really quite a, a um, you know, it's, it's just to, to keep that continuous kind of reflection going. That's where it carries on, integrates into daily life. It's not just, you don't want to just do Vipassana on under special conditions. You want, you know, it's something to 
to to develop in in daily life, in work, in in uh, relating to others of the society. Well, a lot of what goes on is vipassana now is is a kind of hostilized technique and special situations that often that people don't re- integrate or relate to anything real in their lives. They, you know, it's too, everything is too special, too dependent upon conditions set up. Like just noticing what, say, what uh, sexual feelings are. When, when your body has sexual feelings, to really reflect what, what is that, what is it, that feeling, rather than, the, than the, either the indulgence, the, the grasping of the feeling by, by indulging in it or in rejecting it, and think, oh no, not this, and then try to, to uh, kill it. But the, the, the sexual nature of the body is like this, so that all of the whole, the whole psychophysical process is being reflected on as that which is impermanent, that which is unsatisfactory, that which is not self. Because uh, this, this whole, this life, this birth to death is a very powerful uh, experience of, of being under tremendous powers of feeling. And as we all know, having a human body is it's a very heavy and very strong experience for every single human being. <laughs> And, uh, and if misunderstood or taken in the wrong way, then it just is an endless, it can be just such misery and suffering. <clears throat> but when seen for what it is, then it is Dhamma. It's, I think it's like an ordeal. You know what an ordeal is, where you, you're put to a test. Like the in African tribes, as though the boys are taken out with a certain age and put into the, the jungles and they have to survive, they have to go through this ordeal. And those who survive are, can join the, the adult world. Those that fail can't. This is an ordeal. If you if you've get through the ordeal, then you, then you don't have to go through it again. You've... you've, you've, you've uh, You've learned what you need to learn through through this. This is a great trial, isn't it? Being human, being born in these in this form, a lifetime of feeling pleasure and pain, heat and cold, strong impingement, having to put up with a body that is that gets old, sicknesses, the the, the way we get attached to people, and and. Uh, form, uh, you know, get very uh, emotionally bound to people or emotionally averse to them or 
and everything. It's the sticky world of the aramana, isn't it? Everything sticking on everything. And there's, there's an idea there's a, not to stick, to be a Teflon. Teflon nun. <laughs> Sometimes the people try too hard because it's it's a very it's very simple. There's like here and now is always the is the is the non-suffering. Like if I establish my, when I'm aware right now, no suffering. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's, there's awareness. There's breathing. I can look or hear. Smell, taste, touch, think. But there's no suffering. So that I'm I'm reflecting on no suffering. I'm not there's no suffering at all now. Though I keep I keep noting that when 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 there's no suffering and when there's suffering I note I, I, I investigate that. If I if I heedless, I get caught up in something or other, and and uh, react just heedless reactions, and then I then I start suffering. I think oh, I uh, uh, grumble, 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 and then then that you get pulled into that, and then and you realize you're suffering, and you you reflect that what is it? there is this suffering. And then you you can reflect the big due to his attachment to to some kind of grasping. You want something that you don't have, well, something that you don't have yet, or you want to get rid of something you have now that you don't want, or you you know there's you want somebody to be a certain way, or you want life to be something that you think it should be, or you want yourself to be somebody that that you'd like to be, or you. You know, you want the nuns to be a certain way. You want the monks to be a certain way, and they aren't. And you'd like your parents to understand and appreciate what you're doing, but they don't. And you'd like, well, this, you know, and this is all suffering, wanting, wanting people. To, I mean, a lot of it isn't because you're attached to mean and nasty desires, you know, like horrible desires, but it. Uh, attachment to even the highest ideals, like just wanting your mother and father to appreciate what you're doing, and and thinking about that and and dwelling on that is suffering. But when you when you when you can see that wanting somebody to like you or appreciate you, understand you is, and they don't, and you want them to, then you suffer. So then, then you, then you, then you, then you stop making that request or demand, expectation. Don't expect people to understand. 
Don't expect people to approve or make, make, don't make that. If I start expecting that or demanding that, then I, then I start get exasperated and frustrated and annoyed and all that. <laughs> when, when they don't understand. So in, in that way you're reflecting on, on the way things are. You can keep learning from, from your life uh, as, 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 as life goes on. Just like now, say, uh, as, as you have more kind of responsibilities and teaching and duties and things like this, this is, there's going to be the dukkha of that which you can keep reflecting on until you see how to, to do all those things without suffering. How to be a teacher without suffering. How to, how to uh, take on various responsibilities without suffering. And that, that is through reflecting on it, on what suffering is, like wanting to like if you're teaching, wanting people to understand what you're saying and they don't, then you suffer. Uh, wanting to never make a mistake and then you do is uh, suffering. Wanting to, to um, have everything go well and have no disruptions, then there are disruptions and you suffer. Wanting harmony in the community where everybody's in harmony and everybody's getting along and the, and then then they end up with quarrels and fights and then you suffer so you you keep keep re- reflecting on that if if uh, like say if there if suddenly uh, the monks started quarreling and then uh, then I here I've been teaching you monks for so long now and not to hold on to things and I'm just fed up, fed up. I'm going off and live in the cave by myself. I could say that just as a kind of punch to knock him one, but but if I'm really, if I'm suffering because I don't want, you know, they're they're doing something I don't like and I don't want them to do it. Um, but if if I'm mindful, then the quarreling is, is recognized, not dismissed, is not approved of, but one isn't creating anything personal about it. One isn't, isn't making, isn't overreacting, isn't making any, anything about it, really. And, and then you can point it to the people. You can just point it out, what's happened. You can, you can point directly to the way it is. And that has a great powerful effect on people who who forget or get carried away with their feelings. If you try too hard, then it becomes, sometimes you, you just have to become, you have to develop means, like if you're, if you're too serious and try too hard, then you've got to be more kind of devil may care about it all. Like if, if monastic life has just become 
kind of dead serious, intense, striving and struggling to get nirvana. Then you, then you've got to develop more of a devil may care kind of. <laughs> not learn how to kind of, you know, if you're if you're caught in one extreme, then to to balance it out. So that you're, one is never, say, like in this life, it can be so intense because of it is it is a uh, it is very kind of high-minded way to live and very important, and it has all the you know it's something that we we should be serious about and sincere and earnest, and all these words come up the shoulds. So then, because of that, we sometimes lose perspective by by forcing things and working too hard, and then and 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 then suffering from this in, from just this incredible grasping and this intensity we put into it. And if you're kind of a, a easygoing, never really getting down to anything type of person, where you can always put it off till tomorrow. Never mind, and and my uh, ben rai, and so what, and and that then then you need maybe to go to the other extreme of really pushing yourself, really really uh, working very hard at at what you're doing, really penetrating great seriousness and intensity. But this is where you, you, you know your, your own character, where you can uh, you, you learn how to, to, to balance. Then asking yourself, uh, just with, with illness, for example, talking to some of the monks about their illnesses, and and they <coughs> they <laughs> being able to to look at that at that. Uh, not being able to do what you want and having the, the, the tendency to get depressed and uh, with, with, un, with their phys- uncomfortable physical feelings and so forth. Then the reflecting on it is, is just to, to bring into your awareness the feeling of maybe of, of not, not feeling and not having energy or having a headache or a fever or whatever. And really, really, uh, um, kind of asking yourself: Is this? Can I bear this? Is this? You know, wh- do I want to get rid of it? Am I impatient with it? What? What is the? What is the? What are your habit tendencies in regards to physical illness or pain? That which you don't want. If you're a very busy person, you've got a lot of important things to do, uh, and then you. And then you get sick, 
And then you think, oh, I can't, I've got to, I've got all these important things, like the whole world is depending on me to, to get everything done. And, uh, and I can't give in to this sickness. And we become kind of, we push ourselves, force ourselves, because we, we, uh, we can put, we can, we can assume that our position, our influence, our presence is somehow of great earth-shaking importance. And that if we fall, fail, then, you know, it, a lot of people are going to be disappointed or things will get out of, you know, go, go off and crash and then and the mind goes on into endless worries. <clears throat> That's where it's important for you to really see the priorities always with the mindfulness and the reflective practices and not with the duties and obligations on the worldly plane. Because the worldly responsibilities and duties always oftentimes just take our minds over. They always it's so important to to serve the society and be somebody and do this and do that. That that we need to always put the the priority of our life in as the Dhamma, which we can reflect on that, on those traps of the mind that where we can get pulled into these very strong, uh, obsessive, compulsive tendencies, which are can be you know very uh, altruistic, very you know high-minded, not not just of a low or mean nature at all. Then as you trust the empty mind, as you, to cultivate that, to be nobody, and to be, to be no thing, just, and, and study that so carefully that you, more and more you incline towards non-grasping of any sort. As you as you reflect on what it is that the ex, that when you realize non-grasping, which is nibbana, then you then you then you cultivate that. Do you know when you're not grasping? When there's no grasping, there's no suffering. That's nibbana. Simple as that. Then the doubt comes. You mean I've realized Nibbana? You mean I... <laughs> it couldn't be that simple. I mean, it takes, you know, little old me couldn't, certainly couldn't do that. And so the, the, the uh, uh, doubt is always you know, the, the very powerful delusion of the mind. Not to believe that you are someone who's realized Nibbana, but to realize non-grasping.
not many people realize that anyway. I mean, it's uh, it's perfectly realizable. It's not asking you to do something impossible. Meaning, what I was implying was the, the intention to, to do to, to good or to be helpful or something. He said, yes, you, the intention to nibbana. And I, I've reflected on that quite a lot since and realizing that, and that's what one really needs, constant encouragement because and we all want to, to do good and to do the right thing, but to, to have confidence that if one inclines to nibbana, then automatically the right thing happens uh, rather than you doing anything, it, it happens. <laughs> But it seems that it, um, one has to just kind of keep practicing at it, like, like learning to ride a bicycle, toppling over. But when one's doing it, you, you don't really think about it. It's just happening. Like a like a child learning to walk. It's a good. Like if a child that's learning to walk thought about it, it never learned to walk. And that they children. Babies learn to walk because they don't think about it. They just do it. And they fall down, then they pick themselves up again, and they carry on, and then they fall over. And If they thought, oh, I fell down and hurt myself, I can't walk. <laughs> None of us would be walking, would we? It's because they don't think. They just keep going, and they... they they can hurt themselves quite badly, fall down the stairs and all kinds of things babies do. But they keep going and they, they learn to do it. Because they don't they don't they don't have a thought about themselves yet as being somebody. But we when we think about ourselves, I, mean, oh, I fell down and hurt myself, oh I can't do that. And our this, in the holy life, then the intention is the realization of nibbana, and uh, which means in, in the human realm of non-grasping realization, because that's what that's where the delusion is, is in the grasping of this of this conditioned realm. When there's non-grasping of it, then conditioned realm's all right. I mean, we may, we don't make problems about the conditioned realm. We can we can adapt and cope with it as it happens to us, and we can we can be of great uh, blessing to it to the conditioned realm when there's when there's non-grasping of it. But when there's grasping of it, then we you know it's like you're you're blinded by what you're grasping. So you even if you want to do good, you're blinded by your desire to do good. So you end up trying to do good and and uh, in the process manage to do a lot of not very good things like if, if if i'm if i really want to be a good person and i'm grasping that whole idea of being good then i can really i can't see 
I'm not mindful of how things are. So I can, I just kind of, I can just barge in here and do all kinds of good things uh, for you and not be aware that I really upset you. Here I was trying to help her, and then she just looked terribly upset. <laughs> the the humble humility of this life, because you like to 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 be able to sit here and not feel not not be caught into something, then to to not have to become anything or be somebody and uh, to be content. Like just practicing, I just, just observe, just, uh, you know, like with, when, when, when I feel discontented with something, like, uh, like if uh, where I, my room or the monastery or the whatever, I really note that, that that wanting it to be otherwise or wanting to make it better or wanting to make it simpler or wanting to always, there's always this contentment can go one way or the other, wanting, wanting, not wanting to have, have it too nice or too comfortable or not wanting it to, or wanting it always to make things better and more attractive. But then the in the uh, contentment, one keeps reflecting on just the, the, the say, have these nice the jumpers, wearing these jumpers, and then I have this, this nice warm uh, sangati, woolen robe. And then I put on the, when I get cold, I put on these robes, feel the warmth, and I, I feel content with that. And I notice that contentment of being content and 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 glad with for what I have, the, the few things that I have, the 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 requisites, with my bowl, that my alms bowl, that big bowl I have. Well, that was I got discontented with that bowl down at Chitterst, remember. I was discontented, it was too big. And, and so I thought, I want a smaller bowl. I'm embarrassed by this bowl. It looked like I'm just, you know, want a lot of food. <laughs> so I became discontented. So I started, I, I thought I was going to get, to get a smaller bowl. But then as soon as I became discontented with my big bowl, and one of the smaller bowls. All the monks wanted smaller bowls. This was a bowl given to me. This is a bowl. I'll be content with this. It's good enough. Nice bowl. Big. (laughs) Thank you very much. Does that make any problem about my bowl? It's the one that was somebody gave it to me, had it made specially for me. My name is written, engraved on it, and all that. So, 
so that you know that then this things like that uh, this with the, say with the requisites then somebody gives you uh, offers you something not like electric blanket or something but that's not what you 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 demand or expect you don't you don't think I have to for me to be content I have to have an electric blanket or I have to have this or that with the food you know you just uh, that's what I emphasize with with to accept the food given to you and whether it's meat or pig's feet or or you know snails or whatever because if, then you you just the idea is to is to accept what what people offer and and practice contentment and gratitude with that rather than saying i don't like i don't like pork i don't want meat i'm a vegetarian and and i don't like this and i don't want that kind of spicy food and i don't like this and I don't like that. So the, you, by is the, the way we reflect on food is to is to develop that sense of gratitude and contentment with with what is offered. Then the 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 place the the room that we stay in or the monastery we're in. I'm content with the Amravati. And when I go down to chitters, I'm content with chitters. But if you practice like this, then you you develop this. You don't you don't go around. You don't follow those tendencies. <coughs> I mean, we all have discontentment, but then this reflection on on the life is on the holy life is to be content with with uh, with the four requisites, and then to uh, and then to develop this path of awakeness, awareness. And it does mean that you have to to do this if you want to really realize nibbana. It means you really have to sacrifice your desires, all that you want and think you have to do. It's like the Holocaust, the total burning of all your desires, dreams. burn up, non-attachment, until there's nothing left but just that which is knowing and clear. <clears throat> as long as there's, there's still desire or even to, to do something good, then you don't see it and, you, and you're attached to it and follow it, then you've not, you've not, let, you've not really let go. You're still in the becoming becoming something, still in the process of becoming. 